0: It is Tuesday, July 11th. Thumbscot's at
1: And, and I'm A.J. Hoffman, Jr. joins senior as derby champions. And the all star game goes down tonight. Here comes the Vegas truth. This is straight out of Vegas. Give me a
0: we are straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day. Vladi Dotty, we likes to potty. We don't cause <laughs> trouble. We don't bother nobody. This is the Vegas lead. The home run derby last night. Vladi Jr. joins his father, Vlad Sr., the only father-son duo to win home run derby at the all-star break. Vladi besting. Randy Arena in the finals, and he cashes as the second favorite on the closing number, plus 350, plus 340, depending on the book. The odds were going crazy. People were betting uh, a lot on the home run derby, and Vladdy, you could have gotten him at plus 450 even yeah. a day or so ago, but he closes as the second favorite right behind Pete Alonso. Pete Alonso plus 300, Vladdy plus 350. What'd you make of his performance, AJ? You had him to win in the first round.
1: Yeah, I did have him to win in the first round. It was maybe the easiest ticket I've cashed in in months. I have thoughts, uh, <laughs> but Vlad, the, it's funny because yesterday you said you didn't know if his cardio would hold up. Yeah, fat guys don't do well, and you were right. He like he, he looked tired very early in the competition, but he uh, he breezed through round one. Fortunately. And the great thing about fat guys is, even when they're tired, and I know this from MMA, even when they're old, even when they're tired, they still hit hard. And Vlad was still hitting hard uh, late into that into that event. And they kept throwing skinny guy after skinny guy at him. <laughs> and, and none, of them, back. none yep. of them had enough. He hit the uh, fourth most
0: home runs in the round one. And he went first and put up the number 26, which was a good number. The the prior players before him, Luis Robert, 28, Adley Rutschman, 27, Randy Rosarino won his matchup over Adolis Garcia with 24. So 26 seemed like a good number, but Mookie you thought maybe would have a chance to put up a big number with his cardio and his stamina being able mm-hmm. to last because Vladdy did look tired. And the only reason he got to 26 is because he had that one minute of bonus time for hitting the two four forty home runs. Well Mookie Which bets, is also a big advantage we saw last night. Well, when Mookie got up to bat, I saw something that completely set me off. <laughs> and you know, I did I did go on a a, twi- a Twitter rampage about this. Not were, really. you th-
1: were you thinking about the moment you pressed the button on me? Is that what you were thinking about? Yes.
0: Yes. Because Mookie didn't try. He had no interest in being in this event. And there was a press conference earlier on Monday where he admitted to not having a chance to win. And that's fine. Guys go and they play the underdog role. That's nice.
2: He said he had a small chance to
0: win. Yeah, that's fine. But, like, you would think you'd go out there and you would actually try. He went up there as if he was taking pregame batting practice. He took his time. Swung, took his time, swung. Did not use
2: his timeout, and posted a pathetic eleven. That was just in regulation. He had the overtime. How many to get in the overtime?
1: No. Which, by the way, it's dumb. They all get thirty seconds of bonus time. Yeah. Like, why not just make that the time? Like, why do we have to call it bonus?
2: I, I know I, the answer. got I, zero in overtime. I,
1: I hate this whole format.
0: Anyway, it's dumb. they go back to the old ten outs format. That's a, a real home run derby to me, but. Mookie Betts, his performance was an embarrassment to this event. And when there's real dollars being wagered on this thing, because now every sportsbook's offering home run derby odds, right? How in the world was Vlad Guerrero only minus 200? If I knew that Mookie Betts was not going to try, or if the books knew he wasn't going to try, this should have been off the board.
1: Let me rewind to yesterday's show, yesterday morning, when I said, Mookie Betts isn't built for a home run derby. I was absolutely right. Mookie Betts himself, he knew he wasn't built for a home run derby. His wife talked him into doing it. He said, okay,
0: I'll you, give it a would, shot. You would think once you're in it, you have a little pride, and you try. AJ, he went up there, and it was literally the most embarrassing attempt to be in this event. He gave Vlad Guerrero a pass. I mean, I remember a couple a of years ago, pass.
1: Luis Robert, Hit zero home runs, (laughs) like so. He was trying eleven
0: home runs, (laughs) which is amazing. Imagine if he was trying, he probably would have doubled that number and still lost. But (laughs) the
1: the great conversation that happened between, like, between his first three minutes, and then you get the break Mm -hmm. or the bonus. Someone like someone was giving advice, and he said, "You've got to pull the ball. You got to get out in front of it. Pull the ball." And he said. I don't know how. He's like, I don't know how to do this, and it's almost like he was just flustered to the point where he thought he was just going to take BP and and see how many go, see how many went out of the park. That's what he did. He went up there and
0: he took batting practice. He was not trying to. He mean, look, you're trying to hit home runs, but he wasn't. You watch those other competitors swing; they were swinging out of their shoes. You know, Adley Rutschman's uh, the amount of torque that these guys are swinging with. You know, Randy Orozarena, swing after swing after swing, trying to rack up the numbers in the short amount of time. Mookie's swinging, taking a sip of his culata. <laughs> then swinging again. <laughs> like he's just, he, he had no interest being in this event last night. And so,
1: Vladdy gets a free pass into McKinsey, the second round. Do you think Scott would be upset about this if he hadn't wagered on Muki No, he would
2: have him. exactly the same opinion. He watches objectively every minute of the telecast. Okay.
1: Well. Of course. As an I, analyst. I did have two wagers
0: on Julio Rodriguez that came through with flying colors. First was Julio to beat Pete Alonso. So I'm guessing
2: you're not mad at Pete Alonso. His effort was fine. He just didn't get there. Oh
0: uh, no, see Julio went first and once he put up the 41, Pete was like, I'm out. So, 40, which by 41. the way
1: broke the the most home yep. runs in a single round, although there's never been a 4-minute round before, yeah. so th- I the num- they've, they've screwed up the numbers. Baseball's mm-hmm. supposed to be a game of numbers. It's all screwed yep. up now. Julio puts up 41 in round one. He, at plus 370,
0: cashes the most home runs in the first round. Well played. And a plus 140 that's winner, that's thank you, and a plus 140 winner over Pete Alonso, the two-time champion. But Julio was the you know the hometown favorite. The fans were behind him. The, he, he wanted to be in this event. There was a reason why I bet Pete Alonso the, the year, the both years that he won and cashed him, it was six plus 600. It was a great cash. It's because he wanted to be in the event and it didn't hurt that he made more money winning the home run derby than he did uh, yeah. in his Mets tenure. But still, he wanted to be in the home run derby. That's what Julio Rodriguez was last night. He wanted to be after the taste that he got last year, the success he had last year in this event. He wanted to be in this event, he wanted to win it in his home stadium. And in that first round, he put on an absolute show.
1: He also had the best, uh, like more like the best toss guy, yeah. BP ever. Pitcher, like, yeah. I mean, it could he it was just throwing darts to him, and every dart was no wind up, it nope, no wind up, and mm-hmm. it was. High and inside, and Julio was just hammering, crushing, it like, it. dude, this guy is a magician. Mm-hmm. He's putting it on the spot every like I said, it's like a machine, like one of those machines with a rotating yeah. arm, and every pitch comes out exactly the same. It like you realize how big of a difference that makes. Well, that's and, what that's what helped Pete
0: Alonso when he won his home run derbies. That he had the, the best pitcher in the home run derby, and everyone was like, we need this guy to pitch to us in the home run derby. Well, and that hurt. <laughs> uh
1: Adolfo Garcia have, yeah. mm-hmm. and it hurt Pete Alonso last night cuz he didn't was, have him I think he got a curveball Garcia
2: it was like what <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: like what are you throwing to this guy uh, that's so funny. it it was uh it does make a big difference that's like that's a key factor to the uh the home run derby but uh
2: it, let's just let's put a bow on this and just say AJ was right plus I, 450 cash it Oh, no you had the you're the first round. I just had the first round. I yeah, should have taken the
1: plus 450 it. I'm mad at myself for not I said yesterday on the show he was going to win but I, I didn't have the balls to bet it, so I, I can't take credit for it. But uh but yeah, Vlad over Mookie bets, easiest money I've ever made, mm, Scott. Yes,
0: it was. And Vladdy beats Julio Rodriguez. Julio got looked like he was tired. And well, yeah, he just, hit forty one yeah. home runs in the first round. <laughs> he 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 didn't have anything in him in the second round, only hit twenty, didn't get the uh, the the one minute bonus, and Vladdy needed actually the 30-second boat the, the, the was one minute bonus. He
2: slowed down. He like took a couple of pitches. He's like, let me get this bonus and just stay at 20. Well, he
0: knew he needed the he needed the bonus to get to 21 because he didn't have a good round either. If Julio put up like a 30, he probably wins that one. Like Randy Roserina had 35 against Luis Robert. Uh and then in the final, Randy had a chance at the end, but he could not get it and beat Vlad. Vlad held on 25 23, the final. As he wins the home run derby, joining his father who won the home run derby, a nice cool moment that they have the uh, first father son duo. Vladdy Senior winning it back in 2007 in Anaheim, San Francisco.
1: No, he played,
0: guess, he played for he played for Anaheim. Yeah, so that was good. That was close. Yeah. So they both won it on the West Coast. That's nice though. Uh, fun event. I'm gonna you know I'm gonna watch it and bet on it every year. Yeah. I wish they would go back to the old but you're format. Not, you know
1: what you're not gonna do anymore? Bet on Mookie bets.
0: Oh, he's never going to do it again. I don't so, think so. yeah, I'm <laughs> not going to have
1: to worry about that. But I will take the skinny guy over the fat guy. I, well, t- <laughs> last night was a night for the fat guy. Let's <laughs> just call it what it was. It was a night for the fat guy. They kept saying, it's a heavyweight versus a bantamweight. They're yeah, like, like why, <laughs> why do they keep saying that? Because <laughs> like, Randy great is a little, little guy. But they said it before him yeah. versus uh, Rosa Reina, him versus Rodriguez, <laughs> him versus Betts. Every time it was like, it's a heavyweight against a lightweight. It's like, man. Quit calling the dude a heavyweight. Let him live his life. I still wish that
0: we had Chris Berman back calling the event. Um, when This is no disrespect to Ravitch or Eduardo Perez, but with the format the way it is now, like you just can't follow it. You don't know what's going on. You're just like waiting for the number to tick up and like he's like, oh, that might go. But then like it doesn't go over and the right. number doesn't move and you're like, wait a minute, I thought he said that might go and the number on the screen still says the same.
1: I
2: can't follow the balls. Too many they, balls.
1: They, keep ch- they keep taking the there's not a split screen, right. so yeah. you never see if the ball goes over the fence or not. Like, there's nothing tracking the ball. We need Berman. Back,
0: back, 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 go. way back, and he, way back. I'll,
1: I'll say this. <laughs> I like Eduardo Perez on a regular baseball broadcast, yeah. but there was probably eight times last night where he's like, that's at least 450 feet, <laughs> and close. then it would register like 415. And it's like, because if 440, I think it was 440, that mm-hmm, was the mark mm-hmm, that you had right. to hit. Like, he could, oh, that's for sure over 440. they be like 419. You can't say f- that's for sure until it is. Like, how about call it once it lands and it registers? Because that's a key factor. You're thinking, oh, well, he said it's for sure 440 twice. Right, I'm already moved on to the so next one. So he's going to get sure. a bonus.
2: No. No. I think that's... he even said, like, that's for sure. Probably maybe it will go. <laughs> he,
1: he, like, he's got no idea. Like, <laughs> he, he doesn't know how far 440 feet is, which I, I don't know that I would. I'm not, like, clowning him for it, but – I wouldn't pretend like I right. knew every tried time. To raise like, the
2: stakes every off time.
1: the <laughs> bat, it's like crack of the bat. Four seventy five. There's no way you can possibly know. No way.
0: Eduardo Perez was a finalist to be the Mets manager after was it? well it was it was after they um remember when they hired Carlos Beltron? Yeah. But then the whole Astros thing yeah, came yeah. out and then they had to like Say no, we're not hiring. They Carlos didn't go Beltran. back and say, "Hey,
1: Eduardo, you want to try again?"
0: No, it, no. That was, this was after, so oh, after okay. they fired Carlos Beltran or did not hire him, it was between Eduardo Perez and Luis Rojas, and they hired Luis ah. Rojas, and then he
1: only lasted a, a season. Eduardo Perez made a hell of a career for himself uh, calling games. Yeah, like, he's a very, very smart good baseball at it. guy. Very good. At very smart it. baseball guy. All right. Well, we, home run derby? Not, not so much. much <laughs> not so
0: much. Well, the All Star Game will be played tonight. Uh, I believe it's American League versus the National
1: League. Is that what they're doing this year? Yeah. it okay. was Deion yeah. versus, like,
0: <laughs> Garrett Cole. Team well, <laughs> LeBron versus <laughs> Team Durant. Yeah, yeah. Garrett Cole will be the starter for the American League. Zach Gowan will be the starter for the National League. The American League is a minus 120 favorite. The total is 7.5, juiced to the under, at minus 120. Mackenzie, we look back at all-star games of yonder, And what do we have as far as an average runs being scored?
2: 6.6 average runs since 2010, last 12 All-Star games.
0: That sounds like an under to me. It feels that way, doesn't it? Yeah, and I don't know how long these pitchers are going to go. I'm guessing one to two innings tops. I would say the starters usually go two innings, but I don't... They want to get everybody in the game. Yeah, you want to save guys to you want to save some guys that, like some some pitchers might not pitch and also you know well i, I don't know I, I think the the relievers certainly will be held for like the late game stuff right cuz you also might have multiple guys in one inning yeah let a guy go for the three batters take him out whatever um like bryce like bryce elder spencer strider are not going to pitch in the game they're all stars that are not going to pitch in the game for sure yeah Same thing, um, Marcus Stroman, Devin Williams, and Kevin Gosman. They've already announced this? Yep. Wow. Won't pitch in the game. So Pablo Lopez. And Otani's not going to pitch, right? uh, I believe, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. I think that blister thing, they said he's not going to pitch. So Pablo Lopez was named to the roster. Mets Senga was named to the roster. Alex Cobb, Craig Kimbrell. And Corbin Burns, all added to the all-star As, like Because they're available arms? Like, they're guys who can actually throw an inning? Because they're pitchers that will be – they are replacements for pitchers that will be inactive. Okay. So, y- there you go. You have um,
1: – I'll be honest. I wouldn't pay for those guys' flights if I was Major League Baseball. I'd say, hey, we flew you out here. You're not mm-hmm. going to pitch one inning? Oh, you, you, give me, you, we're taking that out of your chest. And, and so,
0: <laughs> other guys that were replaced, uh, Aaron Judge, Mike Trout, Jordan Alvarez, Shane McClanahan – Clayton Kershaw, Dansby Swanson, all dropped because yeah. of injuries or whatnot. Emmanuel Classe, the Guardians' closer, he's not going to be at the game because he's having a baby. So oh. Julio Rodriguez, Wait time was, it out. Julio Rodriguez was added. George Kirby was added. Wander Franco, Kyle Tucker, uh, David Bednar, the closer for the Pirates. They all these guys were added. You know, with all these replacements, it's uh, it's starting to feel like the Pro Bowl out there. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's an all-star, <laughs> but we do have uh, the lineups in addition to, as I mentioned, the starting pitchers were announced. Here is your American League lineup. Marcus Simeon leading off. Otani's going to bat second. Randy Arena third. Corey Seager batting cleanup. Yandy Diaz fifth. Adolis Garcia sixth. Austin Hayes seventh. Josh Jung eighth. Jonah Heim ninth. A lot of Texas Rangers in that lineup. And then in the National League, Ronald Acuna. First, Freddie Freeman second, Mookie bets third, JD Martinez fourth. So it goes Brave, Dodger, Dodger, Dodger. Uh, Nolan Arenado is going to bat fifth, Luis Arise sixth, Sean Murphy seventh, Corbin Carroll eighth, and Orlando Arcia is going to bat cleanup. It's going to be a fun game. As far as betting is concerned, if this thing dips down to seven, I would go over. Okay. Just because I think that number's too low. Seven and a half, though, I would lean towards the under, just historically. Sure. It's like McKenzie gave us the averages, and I do think the pitching is always, you know, with all these closures coming in, it's better than the hitting. Uh, Lineup-wise, I feel like the National League lineup's better. If I had to bet a side, it would be the National League. I'd take the even money on the National League instead of the minus 120 on the American League. But I got to be honest, seven and a half, the initial thought for me is the under. But I'm not comfortable with it. I, I sprinkled
1: a little on the under myself. You did? Yeah.
2: I'll make a bold prediction. It's 7.5 under minus 120 right now. Just looking at the board, bookmaker, Westgate, that, that number's going away. It's going to be gonna minus be 125, minus 130, or 7 come game time. Yeah, I agree. Well,
0: if it's 7, I'm going to go over.
2: Okay. Contrarian, but yeah, wait for the good number.
0: Oh, wait. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to go over 7.5 because I like 7 being a push. I like 4-3 final being a push. 3-3 three, in three the eighth are good? Well, actually, no. Because of the new right. the new extra inning rule. Like yeah. there is no extra innings. If the game's tied after nine innings, they do the home run derby swing-off. The three on each side swing-off. And I don't think I remember having this conversation last year. It doesn't count as another run. They yeah. just announced the winner.
2: It said it'll go down as a tie with notation that one beat one league beat the other league in a home run swing-off. There'll be no winning pitcher. That makes me think it would be three-three with an asterisk, but it's still an important number to get to seven.
0: But I'm just saying, then if it's 3-3, the game's going to end at six, and you don't get that extra run for the push. So So
2: seven, a more valuable number in a regular season game than in an mm, All-Star contest.
0: Yeah. Well, the All-Star game has been tied after nine innings 13 times. Wow. It's gone to extra innings. The past two times, it went to 10 innings, 2017 in Miami, 2018 in Washington, and – Two thousand two was the seven 11 inning with no pitchers left when they announced that it was going to be a tie. Oh, I That's remember when, that one. But then they made the rule afterwards that the All Star game is matters. for remember, Yeah, it's for home field advantage yes. in the World Series. And then people hated that. Uh, and then they um, they were going to try and do the uh, the the ghost runner on second base at the All Star game. But now it's the home run derby, making it more exciting if there's a tie. I kind of want to see it, to be honest with you. Me too. Kind of want to see it go yeah, be to okay uh, with it. a home run derby after a tie, but yeah, I, I guess right now seven and a half lean under. I lean National League, but no official plays on the home run on the uh, All Star game as opposed to the home run derby, which we saw here last night. Also, yesterday we got some, I think, pretty big news in as far as the Otani stuff is concerned, and it's like. Kind of was a throwaway because Otani's interviewed. Everyone's being interviewed. Obviously, it's it's the All Star Game. You do the media availability. Uh, I've I've been to these before. It's it's fun. It's like it's it's almost like Super Bowl media day where you can go around. Every player sitting at their own table, and you can go ask the questions. Anyway, Otani's was asked about whether reaching the playoffs has become a higher priority for him as he thinks about his future now. Remember, he is the topic of trade conversations. He's going to be a free agent at the end of the season. And through his interpreter, Otani said, quote, those feelings get stronger year by year. It sucks to lose. He wants to win. So it gets stronger every year, end quote. And then when asked about the trade stuff, he says, quote, obviously all the trade stuff he has no control over, so he tries not to think about it, just focuses on the game that day. That's the hardest part about trying to win ball games every day. He also added, quote, I've never been a free agent before, so I'm not sure how that's going to be. Like I said before, I'm focused on this season right now. I just want to do my best this year, try to get as many wins as possible, and just do my best, end quote. If the Angels are reading this, how do you not trade this guy? Because it's clear he's not signing with them. Yeah.
1: It's getting more and more important every year. And this is going to be another year that I'm in Anaheim and we're going to the playoffs. So, yeah, there's no doubt. And if they're not. If they're not exploring trading him, they're fools.
0: Yeah, and also when he says, I've never been a free agent before, I'm not sure how that's going to be. It, it sounds like a guy who is interested to see what it's like. It to, does. Not a guy that wants to sign an extension now, a guy that wants to see what it's like to be courted in the market.
1: Now, the cool thing is, for the Angels, they still have one of the biggest stars in baseball if they trade Shohei Otani. Yes. They still have Mike Tra- Now, they're still not going to be competitive for a playoff spot. Mm-hmm but that's been the case there for a long time. You still have a guy you can put on the cover of your uh, of of your program at the yeah. beginning of the season mm-hmm. like your se- mm-hmm. your season tickets package will have Mike Trout's picture on it and that's great. It, otherwise, I I always think, man, it's re- like I say about Portland. It's real easy to say they've got to trade him. It's real difficult to sell to your fan base. Mm-hmm we're trading the only guy here who's worth a damn. Yeah. And the Angels at least have the luxury of having one other guy they can they can market around, although that's a guy who's got a down arrow next to him, mm-hmm. and, and Otani clearly has an up arrow.
0: Now, this was something I also found interesting. Uh, Mets pitcher Kode Senga, who is now a replacement on the National League All-Star team, was asked, what is going to be his sales pitch? To Otani because they played for Japan together in national competitions. And they did overlap in the Nippon Professional League over in Japan. And he said, quote, I'm going to put this hat on him right now, end quote, meaning the Mets hat. Uh, And that got me thinking, you know, would Otani be more comfortable playing on a team with a fellow countryman? With a guy, like, Kode Senga's his age. Like, Senga's 30. Otani's 29. Like, these are guys that he'll have somebody that he can talk to, that he doesn't need an interpreter, that he can go out on the town with. Like, don't you think he'll be more comfortable playing on a team with with another Japanese player?
1: Yes, but I don't think that's going to be his priority. I think he's made it clear that winning is his priority. And if if there's a countryman on a team that's got a chance to win, maybe that's a tiebreaker. But it, I, I don't think that's going to be his priority. I, I think he, that dude really does want to win championships, and right now he's nowhere close.
0: All right, well, let's look at teams and, you know, guys that are are, are around, you know, his age in Japanese. Masataka Yoshida, Red Sox. He could be a teammate with Yoshida, play for the Red Sox. Masita's 28 years old or 29 years old, same age as Otani.
1: Are the Red Sox willing to spend that kind of money right now? I don't know. Well, they did in the past. The Cubs? Say, a Suzuki. The Cubs will spend money. Suzuki is 28 years old. But are, are, are the Cubs uh, close to winning a championship? They're a good young
0: roster. That division stinks. Yeah. You put Otani on the Cubs, they're going to win the division next they year. They might. Like, literally. Um, and the, I, I doubt he wants to play for the A's and Shintaro Fujinami. <laughs> I don't think the A's are on his list. Darvish and Maeda are a bit older, but Darvish is 36 in the Padres. Maeda plays for the Twins. is 35. You say Kikuchi's 32. He plays for the Blue Jays.
2: I say Kakachi. I do, too. You say he, Kikuchi. Yeah. I say
0: Kikuchi. He plays for the Blue Jays. Maybe there's something there. But I got to be honest. I, I know the Mets were always a destination. I never put the uh, Kode Senga piece together with Otani. And now that I am, I actually think the Mets should be more of a favorite to land Otani in
1: the offseason. The Mets have a lot of money invested in a roster that doesn't look very good right now. What if they trade Scherzer? Because I will tell you right now, yeah.
0: if 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 they if they work out it, Scherzer for Otani, uh, the the Angels have to get. Well, you more. need more. But I'm saying you include Scherzer in an Otani deal. I
1: I think that works out for both teams. I would but, do it. But then you have to hope that I mean, or there has to be a a, a wink and nod that your going to sign long term. And the Angels, what kind of deal does Scherzer have? Are the Angels going to be willing to keep paying this? He's got another year. Oh, actually, I think he has a player option. Oh. For 2024. Oh, well, there goes that. <laughs> and he wouldn't pick it up. No. Yeah. I don't know. I I think it's going to be a complex move to get to to trade Otani to a team where he wants to go, like where he where he's willing to sign. Because otherwise, what team is going to be willing to give up the King's ransom that they're hoping mm-hmm. to get? And is that team that's competitive willing to give up a bunch of players that help them? Now ne- I don't know. I, it's a it's a tough trade to make because guys like him don't get traded very often. Mm-hmm. I do think the Mets actually do trade Max Scherzer. You think so? Yeah. But he uh, to a place where Max Scherzer chooses. Yes. That makes sense. To a team that, you know, is competing for yeah. a postseason spot. Yeah.
0: And I think that they I think that they do they do trade him.
1: I don't think that's a bad call. Like that's then, a great this great
0: salary to unload at the deadline, especially if you're going to throw everything at Otani yeah. in the offseason.
1: Yeah. You only not some of these teams that are uh like, the Texas Rangers couldn't use a Max Scherzer for the rest of the year. Uh, it, it, teams that are the Astros, teams that are in convention yeah, who need it absolutely. Arm.
0: Yeah, absolutely. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. How's your social battery right now, AJ? I know sometimes I get drained, and it could be easy to ignore I've been drinking AG-1 because for AG-1, quality isn't just a buzzword. AG-1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality, and I love that every scoop has prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes for my gut support, As the NBA Summer League rolls on, we got the news yesterday that we were expecting Mackenzie Victor Wembinyama is out for the remainder of the summer league. And that has had a significant impact on the Spurs odds to win the thing. Because, well, they're 80 to 1 to win the summer league now. But I bet you if Wembenyama was playing the rest of the way, they Don't wouldn't be, 80, be to 1. 80 to 1. <laughs> this is not a surprise to you, right, Mac? We expected him to get shut down.
2: Yes, just like Zion did, just like Chet Holmgren did. Uh, they liked what they saw. I mean, you put it together, one arguably terrible game, one arguably great game, put it all together, 18 and 10, four blocks per game. If that was his rookie stat line, they'd sign up right now.
0: The Cavaliers are 3-0. and They have the best record of the NBA Summer League here in Vegas. Amani Bates, they a have sensation. A plus 16.7 point differential. And they are the favorites to win the NBA Summer League at plus 250. Your second favorite to win the NBA Summer League is the Indiana Pacers at 4-1. to Pacers are 2-0 and right now with a 15.5 point differential. The Lakers are your third favorite, plus 600. Lakers 2-0 and with a plus 12.5 point differential. Anything about those top three favorites, McKenzie, that jump out to you?
2: I know it's square but I kind of like the Cavs at plus 250. I feel like their coaching staff got uh, rebuked pretty heartily during the playoffs, and I think one of their assistants winning it all changed in the narrative. And Amani Bates, he looks like the best player at this tournament, and I saw him play about 10 minutes at Memphis and never again. AJ, I'm wondering if in college, I know he was supposed to be this guy, if, uh, if you saw that same talent and it just for whatever reason didn't show itself in college.
1: Well, he did. He played last year at Eastern Michigan, which is not – you know, it, uh, it's not Memphis, oh. but he, he had some success there. And he's, he's clearly – I mean, this was like the number one recruit in the country. Guys like that typically have the talent if they can put it together.
2: Uh, Better career all time. Anthony Bennett, Amani Bates. I'm going to go with Bates on that. I'm going to go Amani Bates. I mean, it's like
1: uh, – What's worse, eating dog shit or <laughs> I'll take the other? <laughs>
2: right. It's Mystery not dog box. shit. Mystery box for me, please. Yes. Uh,
1: Amani Bates right now,
0: 12-1 to 1 to be the Summer League Tournament MVP. He's
2: the MVP so far.
0: But that would have to happen. The Cavs would have to win it exactly. in order for him to do it. Your favorite right now, which is interesting, your favorite right now to be the Tournament MVP is Keontae George of the Utah Jazz, probably because he just had a 33-point performance, yeah. right? The Jazz, though, are 11-1. to 1 to win the summer league utah is currently two and oh in the summer league with a
1: plus nine point differential so do it's, we look at this as super correlated like the team I that do. wins I is going to have
2: the mvp i think you're right it's a gut react it's a knee-jerk reaction to the biggest game latest game but the jazz are the sixth favorite i'll take a few guys before i would take the sixth favorite to win mvp because they always give it to one of the champions
1: yeah if it's got to be somebody on the winning team i, I mean keontae george is uh it looks like he's going to be a good player obviously was a good player in college it was was had some success there too but uh, as far as winning this thing if you don't think utah's gonna win it's it's hard for me to place him as the favorite if you look at the second favorite to win the tournament mvp it's chet
0: holmgren at 11 to 1 and the thunder are your fourth favorite to win the tournament at 8 to 1
2: do you think he wants to play like he only played a couple games last year got hurt in a pro-am I feel like Chet Holmgren might want this more than anybody yes. else in the tournament.
0: I think he's motivated. Yes, I absolutely do. And, and that would be somebody to look out for. Uh, but obviously, we'll, we'll see what happens when the tournament begins, the NBA Summer League tournament. That's what they do for the rest of you
2: know, the know. And weekend. the Thunder Week. are in an interesting position where they have too many good young players. They're not worried about one of their like fifth best 22-year-olds getting hurt. They have too many. That would solve a problem for them. They have the most... Uh, the biggest stable of these guys, and I think they're going to play at least you know seventy-five percent of them, so it makes sense that they got a good uh, good shot to win it.
1: Though so if they had a twenty-two year old that they would say we don't want that one to get hurt, it'd probably
2: be Chet Holmgren. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're right. There'd be one guy they would shut down. It'd be him.
1: Well, a couple more games to go
0: for the rest of this week. The summer league tournaments will begin on Saturday here in Vegas. Uh, if you're looking at the Thunder and Chet Holmgren, they are a five-point favorite today against the houston rockets
1: you know what the coolest thing about the uh the tournament being here is that sphere is a giant basketball right now it looks like it's just rolling oh, it changes all the time it, it, yeah but the basketball thing is cool that is pretty badass you can yep. see it from for, forever away like all over the valley mm-hmm. oh there's a giant basketball in the middle of the city it's crazy that five point line by
0: the way is the highest spread on the board today for summer league games okay so thunder expected to be the one winner. or the, Are we still the looking at dogs? Winner. We
1: still looking at dogs, Mac? What's I'll tell you in? what, I'm not
2: looking at the Hornets. Brandon Miller and the Hornets have looked worse and worse, and I feel like they were motivated against the Spurs. That's why I bet them. But uh, they're also plus five and a half, and I, w- I would not look in that direction, even though the Blazers don't have Scoot Henderson. But um, trouble in paradise. It, it, Scoot Henderson played about four minutes in the summer league, or maybe trouble not in paradise, and he looked way more impressive than any four minutes Brandon Miller has had in four games. So that's when you, when you passed on the guy it, it's it's a tough it's a tough watch for Jordan's boys Jordan's former boys he's still part owner whatever well i think
1: <laughs> and i think part of it was it was positional they they
2: yeah they put felt way like they... too much stock in in LaMelo Ball being their point guard you can have yeah. two guys that can handle the ball yeah. i think Well, speaking of the
0: Blazers, their general manager spoke about the Damian Lillard situation uh, as he was addressed uh, yesterday afternoon at the Thomas and Mack Center. Joe Cronin said the Damian Lillard trade could take, quote, months to complete. Doesn't do well for my prediction that it gets done this Friday.
1: No, that that's uh, this Friday. But is, maybe this is he's all trying to throw you off the scent. I'm just saying, maybe he's just saying this. He's trying to get the ball rolling. That's possible. That's possible. But seems unlikely. I mean, I, I don't blame him. I I think he's. It feels like this whole time he's tried really hard to make it clear, we're not bending over for Dame here. And I think even if even if they do plan on getting it done quickly. They're trying to make it sound like it's not pressing. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's their their way of trying to maintain some kind of power in this situation. In a situation where it seems like they have almost none, uh, this is the best way they can do It's say, hey, we're going to take our time, and we're going to listen to all offers, and maybe that brings other people to the table. Yeah. And whether or not they feel like they can pull the trigger on a trade that's somewhere other than Miami – I think ha- at least having that as an option would probably feel good if you're Portland. The exact quote from Cronin: uh, "quote We're going to
0: be patient. We're going to do what's best for our team. We're going to see how this lands, and if it takes months, it takes months." End quote. So he's not in a hurry, and uh, honestly,
1: really, why should he be? Well, because you predicted uh, next Friday. He's got. <laughs> well, because
0: I figure everyone's talking to him this week. Everyone's in his <laughs> ear. People are floating things out, but from his perspective. It's like he doesn't. He's like I, I'm not. He doesn't want to be strong armed, right? Yeah. He doesn't want to be bullied. And if Dame wants out, he's just gonna say, you know what? I'll get around to it when I get around to yeah. it. Yeah. Like, but until then, I'm busy trying, trying to run
1: a, trying to run a franchise. Yeah. Here.
0: Exactly. I'm watching. I'm watching my uh, my youngsters play. I need Shaden Sharp to look good. I need Scoot Henderson to look good. I don't care about anybody else.
2: And he doesn't. And they're building. They're on a new timeline, and it's very obvious. And it might be uncomfortable uh, for everyone involved, but. This is going to happen. This is a negotiating tactic. The Heat can offer more. Uh, they can get a third team to offer even more, and we'll see if they can eventually get there. But I'd be, you don't hear other teams about their offers or their plans. I feel like everyone's kind of stand down except for the Heat. That doesn't mean that the negotiation's over, even if you know who you're going to trade it with. Well,
1: yesterday, Northwestern University made it official. Pat Fitzgerald no longer the head coach of their football program. And this this escalated quickly uh, as it looked like a two week suspension was what, at least if you believe Pat Fitzgerald, that was agreed upon by him and, uh, and the university when mm-hmm. they were trying to figure this out, he still claims by the way that he had no knowledge of any kind of hazing going on at Northwestern's football program. Uh, but After a thorough investigation, the president of the university decided yesterday that two weeks just isn't going to be enough. Uh, We're going to ask Pat to leave this job. And now Northwestern finds himself in a weird spot where they don't have a head coach weeks away from the start of the football season. Not ideal for a team that is coming off a one-win season, uh, the, the program's already in about as much of a, a, mm-hmm. a, a sense of disarray as it can possibly be. I think everyone would agree Northwestern is – if you were saying what are the most difficult places to consistently win at football, Northwestern has to be on the list. Anytime you put a an academics-first program in a football-first environment, mm-hmm. it's going to be difficult. Uh, we see – Northwestern doesn't win many football games. Vanderbilt consistently stinks up the SEC. Stanford and Cal are not that good in the Pac-12 ever. So if, when you find someone who can win there, it's it's a great thing. It's going to be hard to find someone off the street in the next few weeks who can win at Northwestern, and it may just be putting a Band-Aid on it uh, until next offseason when you, can do like a, a, you have time to do a real coaching search because right now they don't.
0: So their win total was three and a half. Now off the board. Off the board now. Um, do we expect it to go down to three or two and a half, or just stay at three and a half, the, the number that it's at right? The I, number that it was at.
1: I don't know. I, I mean, I could see it going to two and a half. Uh, I could see it. I could see it staying at three and a half. I, it's probably going to be under if it stays at three and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, even their their week one game, where they were already three and a half point dogs against Rutgers at Rutgers, yeah. Which, by the way. It, Rutgers also has a three-and-a-half win total. Rutgers yeah. is also terrible. Yeah. You're you're already a dog there. Now that's off the board. I would imagine that opens back up at five or six. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, it's just a, it's a bad situation on so top of a bad situation. Here's the schedule this year. At Rutgers,
0: dogs, home versus UTEP. Maybe that was considered one of their wins? Probably. At Duke, dogs, loser. Home to Minnesota, dog, loser. Home to Penn State, dog, loser. Home to Howard, that's probably, probably. win number two. At Nebraska, dog loser. Home to Maryland, dog loser. Home to Iowa, dog loser. At Wisconsin, dog loser. Home to Purdue, dog loser. And at
1: Illinois, dog loser. Yeah, This
0: is a two-win football team.
1: Well, listen, they were one-win football team last year. Yeah. And by the way, I bet Nebraska uh, when they played that game in Ireland and somehow that was the one game that, uh, that, that Northwestern found a way to win. Uh, and McKenzie just giving us this news right now. Uh, Westgate and Circa are back up uh, for the Northwestern Rutgers game, 6.5 and, and 7 at those two books. So so. Like that, look at that move. That makes me think that this win total is going down
0: to 2.5. It has to.
1: Yeah, if, if, if you're losing three, 3.5 points against mm-hmm. Rutgers, one of the only games you had a real chance of winning. Not yeah. a real chance, but a chance. Yeah, plus 4, dog, you've yeah. got
2: a chance. Yeah, they're, yeah.
1: They're, again, you just went through those lines. How mm-hmm. many of those lines do you think are shorter than plus 3.5? Like oh none of them it's the, yeah yeah so uh, that was a real chance for them to win a game that is seemingly now becomes a touchdown differential that's tough.
2: Let me ask you what do you think happened last season because you know tangentially as a Chicagoan I've only heard good things about Pat Fitzgerald until one in eleven. It,
1: what what happened is Pat Fitzgerald did not understand how to play the transfer portal, and while everybody else around him understands these things and, and I mean I shouldn't say doesn't understand it. I, I think it's very difficult again for an academic's first program to to play that game. Right. To play the NIL game, to play the transfer portal game. He was at a disadvantage and he did not recruit well enough to overcome that. I also wonder if makes sense. If
0: this hazing stuff was out there. If players knew if recruits knew if you know oh i heard from one of my friends that plays at northwestern that this is what they do i don't want to play there like i wonder if they lost out on recruits because some you know some of this information was being floated around amongst players
1: yeah i mean it's entirely possible uh, and, and by the way it's like there's no you know uh confirmation on what exactly the hazing boiled down to but there, apparently there was a sexual element to, to a lot of it mm-hmm Um, and apparently once the president talked to the, the whistleblowers family, that's when he was like, yeah, this is too much. This is too much for us to deal with. The former
0: player whose allegations, uh, you know, prompted everything to start here in a statement to ESPN said, quote, for me, this has always been about the physical and mental safety of student athletes. There is still progress to be made in athletics across the country. Today is a move in that direction. I am appreciative of those that reviewed the facts that have been presented end quote yeah, so seems like he's satisfied
1: that Fitzgerald is out of a job, even though again he there was nothing in his report that said he yeah. that he would like he couldn't say with certainty that pats or that Fitzgerald did right. know uh so it puts it in an awkward situation. But was also, he
2: calling for his job? was he saying like i, I want change?
1: I don't think so, but I, I at the same time, when you're the head coach. You're yeah. in, you're in charge of the program. Well, control. And it's there's the Penn been, State situation, yeah. You, you, even more recently, the yes. Baylor situation, yes, where there's only so much deniability. Mm-hmm. And in Art Briles' case, eventually there was like hard evidence that he did know. Well, he, and covered and, it up, and he's never. And, it's never come back. He's yeah, never, he'll, he's never bounced. He'll, ne- back. he'll never coach again. More no. than, well, not at a real school, more than likely. How so. do you guys
2: feel about hazing in the NFL? I've I've seen people being tied up and thrown into cold tubs and. Uh, you know, just general stuff like that. It didn't seem – no one complained about it. It was just well, you're a rookie. I think this that's different happen. than having, like, a traffic cone. I'm not saying it doesn't ass. go too far often. Yes. I'm there, just saying, like, how do we feel about it? I think there's levels
0: to it. Um, I'm okay with certain – I'm okay with uh, mild hazing.
2: Yeah, me too. Um, that's I've, what I'm saying.
0: I've been through it. Um, AJ, you've been through yeah. it worse than most of us. <laughs> but you hear um, stories
2: about college with goats and basements and locks, stu- and it gets crazy real fast.
0: Yeah, but I, I think that – once you cross a line where someone's uh, safety is at risk, that is a major red flag. Once you cross a line that you know borders or even crosses into sexual abuse, you're certainly violating yeah. someone's human rights and, and just the law. <laughs> that's so that's too. a problem. But no, I think hazing to the point of, hey, you're running extra laps after practice or you're carrying the equipment. Or you're filling up the water jugs, that's fine. I'm good with all of that. Yeah. Like, oh, you gotta stand up in front of the team and sing. Yeah, you yeah, gotta dress up in costume. You gotta do all that. Like, yeah, that's like, hard. that that's, happens that, all the time. Yeah, that's, that's a There's different story. There's nothing wrong with that. But yeah, I'm not talking about putting soap in some socks and beating people. Like, yeah. that's that's completely different. And some of the stuff that we hear that occurs in these hazing incidents goes well beyond just the fun team camaraderie aspect of, and maybe hazing is just a negative word for it, but razzing or whatever.
1: Well, and another issue that that comes along with this is Pat Fitzgerald's son plays for the team. Mm. Like I would assume not anymore. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's a, there's going to be a lot of repercussions. And again, Pat Fitzgerald has been there since 2006 the fifth longest tenured coach in, in the country. Yeah. He was 65 and 76 in the big 10 over that time, which again, doesn't sound very good until you consider that's at Northwestern, uh, but two and 16 in the last two years in the big, tw- in the big 10, four and 20 in the last two years overall. Uh, the guy could have been fired just for performance. So yeah. it, this this shouldn't come as, like, a massive shock to anyone.
0: Make sure you guys head on over to Pregame.com and sign up to become a Pregame.com member because it's free. And once you do sign up, you get the new member discount. $25 to spend across the website. That's a free best bet or $25 off the package of your choice. We got a lot of discounted packages available for you at pregame.com. You might think it's a slow sports betting time because it's the major league baseball all-star break. Couldn't be further from the truth. NBA Summer League, Canadian football, get a jump on the NFL and college football with these early lines. Fezzik is releasing plays every day. So whatever your sport of choice is, we have it for you at pregame.com. Soccer as well going on right now. Gold Cup, United States, they're trying to get to the final. We'll find out what happens over the course of this week with that. So use our promo code FIREWORKS20. Fireworks 20 is going to get you 20% off anything you'd like at pregame.com. Use that to take 20% off a daily best bet or a subscription package of your choosing. Maybe a seven-day all-access, maybe a weekend or all-access. Maybe you want to wait, sit out the next couple of days, but baseball gets started back on Friday. Boom. Let me get that weekend or all-access package. Let me get all the baseball plays for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Jump into the second half and start off with a bang. Get it? Bang. Fireworks. You know what I'm doing. Yep. Fireworks 20. 20% off at pregame.com. For Mackenzie Rivers and AJ Hoffman, I'm Scott Seidenberg. We are straight out of Vegas. A.M.